Hello, Newark family, and welcome back once again to our evening broadcast. Today is Sunday, September 27th, and I am glad to be speaking once again to you tonight on this Sunday evening. And this week, as you know by now, we are doing a theme on forgiveness. And so tonight, I get to talk about the idea of forgiveness as a process. Now, as we begin tonight, I'm going to tell you up front, I'm going to read a scripture passage that's a little bit lengthy, so I kind of apologize for that ahead of time, but stay with me. This is important. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation, and we're going to read Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35, and this is a passage that many of you are going to find very familiar. And it says, Then Peter came to him, him being Jesus, and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife and his children and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master, and he begged him, Please, please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him, and he forgave his debt. But that man, when he left, but when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him just a few thousand dollars. And he grabbed him by the throat and he demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and he begged for just a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and they told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man that he had forgiven and he said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. That, my brothers and sisters, is a very, very hard passage to swallow, and yet it's extremely important in our Christian walk. I was talking about this topic earlier this week with Scott Lucas, one of our developing leaders, and I asked him, what do you think about this? And so I have a few notes that he sent to me and emailed to me, and I want to share them with you. So Scott said, the takeaway for me is that if we want forgiveness of our debts, our sins, or whatever it is that we have that needs to be forgiven, we must also be willing to forgive anyone who comes to us for forgiveness. In fact, even if they don't ask for forgiveness, we must be willing to forgive them, no matter how large or how small that debt seems. The debt that the first man owed in this parable from Matthew 18 was so much that the man would never ever have been able to pay it back. 
but mercy was shown and forgiveness was granted to him, even though the Lord knew that he would never be able to repay that debt. But yet the second servant in that story only owed a fraction of what that first man had just been forgiven of, and he refused to forgive him. Likewise, when Peter had asked Jesus how many times should he have to forgive someone, was seven times enough? Jesus replied saying, no, 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 70 times seven. In other words, you could translate it as, as many times as it takes to forgive this person. And I like what Scott pointed out there. The point is not that we forgive someone 490 times. The point is that we forgive them as many times as it takes to forgive them. And we see this concept, Scott goes on to say, many times throughout the Bible. And here's two other passages he wanted me to share. One is found earlier in the book of Matthew, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. And it says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And one more passage out of Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, Make allowance for each other's faults. Please memorize this. This is an excellent phrase from Colossians. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Thank you, Scott, for sharing those thoughts. I think they go right along with what we're talking about tonight and this idea that forgiveness is a process. Now, all this week, if you stay tuned, you're going to hear different aspects of forgiveness and different things that forgiveness involves. But tonight, specifically, I'm going to be talking about the idea that forgiveness is a process. And the reason I wanted to pull this story from Matthew 18, and the reason that I had Brother Scott share some of his thoughts on this, is this story where Jesus talked about this person who had a huge debt that was forgiven, and yet would refuse to forgive a fellow servant who had a minor debt. And tied to that, his instructions to Peter that you forgive someone 70 times 7, or as Scott put it, which was excellent, as many times as it takes to forgive them. So why pull this passage if we're talking about forgiveness as a process? The reason is that many times, and as a minister I'm guilty of this too, sometimes we for, we we explain forgiveness or we present the idea that you need to forgive, which is replete all through scriptures. We just shared a few verses, but there are many verses, especially in the Gospels, where Jesus makes it plain that if you won't forgive people, God won't forgive you. It's that simple. And yet, all throughout the scriptures, when we talk about forgiveness, it's easy to say, see, forgive somebody. You should do it. That's what the scripture says, as if that's somehow an easy process. But yet, notice Peter's question. Well, how many times do I have to forgive them? And Jesus' answer, in essence, is as many times as it takes to forgive them. Using hyperbole, he says, not seven times, 70 times seven. Why would Jesus have to point this out? Because forgiveness is not an easy thing to do many times. And hear me, if you don't hear anything else tonight, hear me. Forgiveness is not a one-time act. There are small offenses that happen. My wife eats the last cookie and doesn't share with me. That's easy to forgive. I eat the last slice of her gluten-free pizza. That's probably a little harder for 
her to forgive me for, but she'll forgive me. I'm not worried about that. These are minor little things. You forgive and you move on. But what about deep hurts? What about that event that happened in your childhood that you don't talk about with other people or rarely share? Or maybe you've never told someone. What about that ongoing hurt from a broken relationship in your life? And every time you think of it, it just puts knots in your stomach and it causes you physical pain and distress. And it's so hard to move past that. What about a history of violence or abuse? What about an unjust situation that cost you a job or a coworker who made life difficult for you or a boss who stole credit for your ideas in order to make themselves look good? Or these are just a few examples. A minister or a brother and sister in Christ who did something in a church setting and it deeply offended you, it wounded you, it hurt you, and these hurts are real and they're raw and they are so hard to forget. Because the Bible doesn't call us to forget, it calls us to forgive. Forgive and forget is not a biblical principle. Hear me say that. Forgive and forget is not a biblical principle. The biblical principle is that we forgive. But when these hurts are deep, when these hurts are long-standing, when these hurts are repeated over and over and over again, perhaps you were a child or someone in a relationship that you couldn't get out of or a relationship that you had little control over, and someone has deeply, deeply hurt and wounded you, it's not as simple as saying, oh, I forgive them, and then you're over it. That's not real. That's not life. That's not the way our memories and the way that our emotions work. And so forgiveness is a process. Please hear me say this. Forgiveness is a process. If you need permission, then I give you permission to take time to forgive. I give you permission to struggle with forgiveness. I give you permission to not want to forgive. I give you permission to be slow in your forgiveness because it hurts so deeply. I give you permission to wrestle with forgiveness. I give you permission to talk to God, to yell at God and say, why are you making me do this? This hurts and it's hard. But you have to forgive. It's part of your salvation. Jesus said, if you won't forgive the people who have hurt you, he won't forgive you. If your desire and your goal is to spend eternity with Jesus, you cannot make it across that threshold of death and into eternity, hanging on to hurts and pains and trauma that you refuse to forgive. You will cross the finish line. You will in this race with hurts and pains. That's not what I'm saying. But if you refuse to let those go in forgiveness, that can cost you your salvation my dear brothers and sisters, somebody watching me right now, you need to hear this. If you will not forgive, it will cost you your salvation, not the other person. You have to forgive. But forgiveness is not easy. I'm not making light of that. And forgiveness is a process, especially when that forgiveness is deep and especially when that hurt is longstanding. And so you have permission to wrestle with this but you have to do it. 
And here's two things I've learned in life in dealing with my own trauma and my own pain. Number one, you may have to forgive the same item, event, whatever it is, multiple times over and 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 over again, especially very, very painful memories. This is why Peter could legitimately ask Jesus, how many times do I have to forgive this person? I don't think it's as simple as just keeping track of the number of infractions, but what if it's one time and it was a deep hurt and when it comes back up, you have to take it to God and you have to let it go and release it and you got to forgive it again. And by the way, letting it go is a key word because it's a release. You open your hand. You don't demand justice. You don't demand that it be made right. You don't demand that the other person apologize to you. You release that hurt to your Savior. You release that person and you leave it in the hands of God, even though it wasn't just even though it wasn't right. Forgiveness is an act of release. It doesn't mean the situation has been resolved. It means that you release that other person. And so number one, recognize that forgiveness is a process and you may have to do this over and over and over again. And the second lesson that I've learned in life that has greatly helped me is to understand, especially with deep pain and deep hurt, especially with someone who has repeatedly hurt you, you don't just simply forgive a person, you forgive memories. If you have long-standing trauma, if you've got a deep hurt that you're dealing with, you have to forgive those memories. And so when they come to you, you're probably gonna have to let them go. You're gonna have to release them one at a time. And you may have to release the same memory multiple times over and over and over and over and over again, and that's okay. And each time you release it, it gets a little bit easier to let it go. And you release it back to God. And you say, God, this deeply hurt me. I forgive. And you begin to let it go. And so you forgive memories, not just the individual. That person who has deeply hurt you, you don't just simply say, I forgive so-and-so. It's not that simple. Because when you think of such a person, you've got memories that are associated with that. And so when you think of that memory or memories, you forgive the memory, not just the person. Now, it is so much easier for me to say this than it is to actually do this. And I can only say this because I live here and I have had to learn to forgive in my own hurts and in my own situations. So before I close out tonight, I wanna share with you a mental exercise that was shared with me a couple years ago, and it radically changed the way that I practice forgiveness. It was an incredible help to me, and I will give proper credit to it. It was our missionary, Yvette Phelps, and she and her husband, Steve Phelps, they are our UPCI missionaries in Nigeria. And I had a chance one time when they were coming through on deputation to ensure um, an evening meal with her and her husband. And so my wife and I even had them over to the house afterwards and we sat and we talked for hours. And in talking through that, she shared some of her own testimony and it had some overlap with my testimony in similar childhood circumstances that were very, very difficult. And she challenged me with this idea of forgiveness in a new light 
And I will readily admit to you, I was resistant to it, and it was very, very difficult for me. But I believe that meeting was divinely ordained by God. And with grace and patience, she reached out to me, and she led me through this forgiveness exercise that I have now incorporated into my own life. And I want to share it with you. And I want to challenge those of you who are struggling to forgive an individual because of some legitimate, deep hurt that they have caused to you. I want you to try this. You can try it in your own home, in the privacy of your own home. Your own home. I, I won't see you do it. You don't have to worry about it. You can even try after this video ends, or you can try it along with me. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to physically hold up your hand in a bald motion like this. And I want you to think of this memory and this hurt, this pain that still knots your stomach. And I want you to visualize holding that in your hand. And you're going to hold it up. And you're going to have a conversation with God. And you're going to forgive in three phases as you think through that memory. Don't just glance over that memory, but really process and think about that memory in your head. And this, this may be very painful and very difficult for some of you. I've been there. I am so sorry, my dear brothers and sisters, but this is worth doing. You take that memory and you begin to think through it. And no matter how long it takes, you think through that memory. And then you have a conversation with God. And you say, God, I forgive. And at that point, I want you to open your hand in this symbolic act of release. And you say, God, I forgive so-and-so for, and then walk through the memory and the hurt and the pain at what happened. And you verbalize it and you say it out loud. Even if you don't feel like you're forgiving them, you say, God, I forgive so-and-so for such-and-such. And if it takes you five minutes to walk through the details of that event, then so be it. And you hold your hand out during that time. And you tell God that you release that person. And then the second thing you do, and this may be radical for some of you, in the same conversation, you say, and God, I forgive you for letting this happen to me. Yes, you heard me right. God, I forgive you for letting this happen to me. And then the third aspect of this, as you continue to hold that hand out, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if at this point you're sick to your stomach or you're crying or it's incredibly difficult, but you can do this. I believe in you. As you continue to hold your hand out, the third person is you say, and God, I forgive me. Perhaps you were complicit in something that happened. Perhaps you went along with some event that turned out very differently than you expected. Perhaps you were the victim in a circumstance and secretly you've wondered if you could have done something different or you've blamed yourself for what happened or there was some repeated action that took place and you let it continue to happen. You need to forgive yourself too. Forgiving yourself is part of the process of forgiveness and healing. And so as you go through this exercise, you forgive the person who hurt you. You forgive God for letting it happen. And you forgive yourself. And then you let it go. It may be an incredible experience for you. Or you may feel like not much has happened. But you release it. You physically let it go. And the next time this memory comes, 
or more than likely what will happen is you'll forgive this memory. And if you've got a history of an unhealthy relationship with an individual, it may trigger a different memory. And you take the time and you begin to just work through this and you say, God, I forgive so-and-so of such-and-such. And I forgive you for letting this happen to me. And I forgive me. And you let it go. And over time, this exercise will get easier and easier for you. And you may feel ridiculous the first time you do it or even the first few times you do it. But if you will do this, it will begin to change you. If you will recognize that forgiveness is a process, not just a one-time event. If you will learn that you forgive memories, not just an individual. And that you may have to forgive that same painful memory more than one time, perhaps repeatedly. I promise you, my brothers and sisters, this will get easier. I promise you that that weight will begin to lighten and you won't carry it as much. And over time, as you just continue to release things back to God, take your hand and physically do it and you give it back to him and you let him take this pain and walk with you and you let him take that hurt, that thorn in your spirit as you begin to slowly pull it out and you hand it back to him and you say, I release them. And you don't demand justice. And you don't demand an apology. You don't demand that God make it right. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. The point is that you need to stop carrying that hurt because it will poison your soul if you don't let it go. And so tonight, as we bring this message to a close, I just want to encourage someone out there, perhaps several of you, that it's okay that this is hard for you. It's okay that you struggle with this. It's okay that you read this passage in Matthew 18 and it upsets you because you don't want to forgive, but you must do it. And so learn to let memories go one at a time. Learn to release that person, to release God, and release yourself, and learn to recognize that forgiveness is a process. And if you will do this, I promise you, you'll begin to heal. I promise you that your circumstance will get better. It won't change overnight, but you can begin walking down that road of recovery. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, sometimes life, life is not fair and it is so difficult and it can be so traumatic. And sometimes things happen to us and we've created some situation where we got hurt. And other times things are thrust upon us that are beyond our control and we get hurt. And whether we created it or whether it just happened and we had no control over it, we carry these hurts and it can be so hard to forgive. But you command us in scripture that we must do this. If we want your forgiveness, we must forgive others. And so I pray for my brothers and sisters tonight. I pray for everyone who listens to this broadcast, whether it's right now as we premiere live for the first time or they see it sometime in the future. In the name of Jesus Christ, right now as they listen, may your presence and your peace be with them. Give them the strength to forgive. Give them the courage to step out and begin this process and help them heal. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Newark family. I hope that you have a wonderful evening and that forgiveness, if it's not already, becomes a way of life for you.
release it and let it go.